Well, this series is, is it's to help Christians understand what their Buddhist or Sikh or Hindu or Jehovah's Witness neighbours believe. And there's a double side to it too because it also helps us understand what we believe. Every cult has a process of human effort that's required either to get salvation or to maintain salvation. The bad news is we're lost and we cannot do anything to save ourselves and that's the difference between Christianity and a cult. So what is the great news? The great news is that we can find in Christ eternal life immediately. What you're trying to achieve in a lifetime, like every other cult or religion, never know if you've ever done enough. Christ has all done it for you. Welcome to Great News with Lou Meyer from LifeQuest Resources. And uh, Lou, we are looking at this episode at the Seventh-day Adventist Church, which, from my understanding, has uh, there's a huge difference. I suppose there is in, in, in the Christian church as well between extreme fundamentals and which we would term, I think, a cult and almost evangelical Seventh Day Adventists. That's right. I believe there's a lot of Seventh Day Adventists who are genuine, genuinely born again believers, brothers and sisters in Christ, but there are other hardline cultists that. Um, that are more stuck with the fundamentals of the of the sect or the cult. So it's what we'd call a, a semi-cult. Yep. Remember, it's got uh, hierarchical in the sense that Ellen G. White, their prophetess, was kind of like the spiritual leader and her husband, James, and James was not a Trinitarian, didn't believe in the deity of Christ. I don't know where Ellen G. White was uh, on that, but I think I, I, certainly the... They now officially do believe in the deity of Christ, so they're not cultic in that sense. In their structure, they probably are or have been. Um, in their uh, in their Christology, understanding of Jesus, they were, but they've changed to acknowledge the deity of Jesus. In their uh, salvation teaching, in the dogmas and the writings of Ellen G. White, their prophetess. This is so. This is going back to the beginnings yeah. of the Seventh Day yeah. Adventists. Yeah. So, the Seventh Day Adventists came from the same kind of family uh, of sects that the Jehovah's Witnesses came from. So it was in the, in America, the Second Adventists. People were looking forward to the return of Jesus. People were setting dates. There was a strong, quite a strong emphasis. Uh, the Millerites were like the foundational group to both yep. this and, and to some degree the Jehovah's Witnesses, a fellow called William Miller. They were predicting the dates. Uh, Miller predicted a date that came, that didn't happen and uh, Jesus didn't come back. And so Ellen G. White, she uh, she was in this, involved with the Second Adventist. She was originally a Methodist, I think. And uh, she got on, was strongly influenced by Miller's teachings and uh, I don't think she believed in an eternal hell as they don't tend to today either. But then a lot of people don't or don't want to, yep. you know. And so, but anyway, um, and she got these messages from God basically, apparently, and she wrote, wrote, wrote a, a set of books, you know, about that high, a stack of books. Okay. Yeah, so she did a lot of writing. She 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 was kind of homeschooled because she got some serious damage through an accident. Somebody chucked a rocket ahead and caused some damage, so she couldn't carry on schooling. But she was obviously quite studious and did quite a lot of writing. 
And so she used to have these visions. She used to have an angel uh, um, come to her at three o'clock in the after in the morning, and and tell her stuff. Apparently. So this is dangerous stuff. I mean, when Paul talks about this, he says yes, even if an angel of God yeah. comes and tells you a different gospel, yeah. So we, we've got yeah. And if got, her claim for, for the angel is true, and it, her gospel was definitely a different gospel, yeah. If you get my little book, you'll see that. And so this was either a demon, or it was a story made up. Yeah. Okay. But it's, I mean, there's a common thread. Is Islam is an angel. Yeah. Mormons is an angel. Yeah. But it's interesting in all these, it's almost like God's put into these cults a warning to believers because they all got prophecies wrong. She did. Joseph Smith did of the Mormons. Uh, Russell did and his, and the follower. Uh, uh, Joseph Rutherford, who was the leader after him, did. That's with the Jehovah's Witnesses. Yeah. Yep. And Ellen G. White did and Wood Miller did. So they all got it wrong. <clears throat> and so... Um, so anyway, she's the founder. Now, recently, within the last couple of decades, an ex-reformed, uh, sorry, an ex-Seventh-day Adventist pastor did some analysis on her writings and discovered that a whole heap of the stuff that she wrote that she claimed came straight from God was actually plagiarised from William Miller. Oh, okay. So the Millerites. And so this is a, this is... They talk about the great disappointment when Jesus didn't come back on Miller, but this is a great disappointment for them as well because they found out they're the one in who's teaching. Some of them teach. They don't teach that it's, or don't treat it as like the word of God in the sense of the Bible, but it's like the word of God in the sense of the next. the next Yeah, the next, next really, level down, but, yeah. And so they've found that, hang on a minute, she's lied to them. This is not her stuff at all. This is from Miller and she's copied it out and yeah. got to them. Not all of it, but some of it. And so that's actually caused a bit of a rift, I think, in the Seventh-day Adventists. So you've got the hardliners who really venerate and honour Ellen G. White and her writings. And and then you've got the Seventh-day Adventists who, okay, they believe in the law. I've I just got to go back a step now yep. and say that Ellen G. White apparently had a vision where she went into heaven and the Holy of Holies and the tabernacle in heaven. And she saw the she saw the Ark of the Covenant in there. And inside the Ark of the Covenant was the law, the Ten Commandments of Moses. And and she saw an aura of light around the fourth commandment, which was the seventh day seventh. Yes. Uh, and so and so she felt that God was telling her that that teaching needed to be renewed. And she claimed that that was the defining factor as to who was a Christian or not. Either you followed the Pope with your Sunday uh, observance or you followed the Christ Sabbath, and the, the Sabbath, yeah, yeah. the Jewish Sabbath. And, I mean, in the end it was nothing to do with going to church anyway. The, the whole concept of a Sabbath is that you take a day off. Yeah. But anyway, so she claimed that, that the people who took the Sunday as their Sabbath were, were corrupted and there were antichrist. And so there was a distinction between them. Now, um, and they, she also taught selective laws from the Old Covenant. Didn't take the whole law. Just selective. What's that, 632 rules or something. Yeah. But they selected ones. A lot of them had to do with diet and uh, and said that these are required for Christians as well. And to be fair, I understand that like Seventh-day Adventists who tend to be vegetarian uh, have got, you know, way better health, half the cancer rate than the normal yeah. population. So there are some positives in there. 
But in her theology, as I point out in my little book, it is it is another gospel. She believed that you need to keep the works of the law to be to be sanctified. Right. Now, and this, another, this goes back to what yeah, you were saying about yeah. all, all cults. It's yeah. all based on my works, what I do. Yeah. And in the end, that's what she taught. And so their original authority, which was her, as God's spokeswoman to the group, uh, it's, it's a corrupt gospel. But they love the Bible, they love apologetics, they love creation teaching, and I've had the pleasure of uh, preaching at a couple of SDA things. Um, and so, um, but they, uh, and so some congregations are more hardline her, others are just really evangelical Christians. They believe it's important to have their day off on the Saturday, but they don't call us the Antichrist because we go to church yep. on a Sunday. Yep. And uh, they would accept us as brothers and sisters in Christ. So they, they yeah. would be more just simply a denomination that happens to meet on Saturday. Yeah. But I think they probably tend to not believe in a literal hell as the Bible, as Jesus did teach. So they've got variations. But, general, you know, they, they, there are other Christian groups that are no worse than them, yep. you know. Um, so, uh, or are worse than them. And so, you know, they're our brothers and sisters. So this is a group that's got genuine believers and I, I believe others that are putting their trust in the law and in law-keeping so they're cultic and tragically many of them will not be saved. I'm not even convinced Ellen G. White was saved because of her lack of discernment and because of her dishonesty. And so it's, but they're, they're wonderful people and we need to encourage them for their focus to be on Christ and not on the law. Yeah. Yeah. You know, by the works of the law shall no man be justified. But Ellen G. White taught the opposite. And and checking what your denomination or cult or whatever you want to call it teaches against the Bible. Uh, Herbert W. Armstrong with the Worldwide Church of God, when he died, the elders sat down with his teachings and the Bible and they go, yep. well, hang on, that's not right. That's right. That's not right. Yeah. In fact, nothing that he taught us is right. Mm. And they threw out Armstrong's. You know, that, that's a pretty. They lost a lot of people, but they yeah, they, they went try, from yeah. being a cult. Yeah. Yes. To, part to a of Christian it, denomination. To a genuine the, evangelical yeah. Christianity. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Not all of them. Some of them stayed with Armstrong and stayed yeah. in the cultic. Well, thing. this is what you said with the Seventh Day yeah. Adventists too. There's some that have held, held yes. on to the fundamental beliefs. Yeah. So I don't. That, so they they have got cultic influences, and some of them won't be saved. I believe, but. But we can't call them a cult in the same way we can a Jehovah's Witness yep. or a Mormon. So, um, and we embrace them as brothers and sisters in Christ. But it does drive me up the wall when they're telling me that Sunday is the you know the day. Yeah. But um, but look, I've had I have discussions with them. You know, it's fine. We should be able to discuss in love. And uh, iron sharpens iron. And it's it, it's about relation. It's not like it's not like. Uh, a World War II pilot who chalks up another skull oh. on his plane when he shoots down the enemy. It's a relationship, and we talked about this previously. It's about being part of family, part of the family of God, the whānau. And it's leading a brother to a better understanding of the gospel. Absolutely. Yeah.